always be recording. What the f is going on down there? I'm ready. I'm good to go. Hi, Seth. Welcome to WTF for TFW. I'm just throwing you right into it. Hi. What's happening? Head first. Hello. As for old Junior. Hi. Welcome to a... You're on a podcast now. Oh, my God. Uh, this is it. Uh, you're here. Seth! I'm... Hello. Uh, not entirely sleep-deprived, but boy, howdy. I didn't sleep enough. Aww. Which means that we're going to have a good podcast. <laughs> um, Seth, I want to actually throw you right into something here. Because uh, I read I read something I thought was pretty cool. And, I, and Okay, first I got to ask, though. Do you keep up with the goings-on of the Power Rangers fandom and its associated actors and stars? No. Only when I hear about, like, old Green Rangers acting crazy from other people. Oh, Otherwise, Jason David Frank, yeah. He's no. Just... Uh, by the way, so Jason, the original Red Mighty Morphin Ranger is going to be on the show, the, the first Hasbro show, as a cameo character. And my, my first reaction was, I wonder if that means Jason David Frank's going to go, like, stunt challenge someone to an MMA <laughs> uh, to try to, like, you know, well, if they're not going to have me. Okay, so I'm just going to read you something uh, that was posted as a reply to... Uh, Episode 560, because this is, is this is written by Rhett Gar, fellow moderator of the TCG forum, uh, subforum and TFW. I thought this was written just just in, with a beautiful cadence. I wanted to try it out on someone who was uninitiated. All right. So I'm going to read this to you. OK, I'm listening. Right. His favorite former Power Ranger drama is still Ricardo Medina, the Red Samurai Ranger, who was actually a stripper for a while. A friend of mine actually saw him at a bachelorette party. Then when we looked him up to verify, he killed his roommate. Uh, yeah. He left out something. Do you want to know how Ricardo Medina <laughs> killed his roommate? Uh, the Red Samurai Ranger? How you... Like, um, Power Ranger jump kick? With a samurai sword! Disclaimer to Power Rangers fans listening to this, I think I get a whole lot of stuff wrong several times here, so, you know, brace. Well, yeah. Uh, was, was this before I... or after they saw him stripping? Uh, so as I understand the, as I read this, it is that they, uh, they saw him at a bachelorette. Par- I can't say bachelorette. Wow. Uh, by the, I think they saw him years passed by and they thought, Hey, let's look him up to make sure that was actually him. The story must've just come up in a conversation. And then they looked him up and I'm like, Oh, look, he killed his roommate. Well, we don't know the whole story. No, the we do. That was actually a big court case. That could was, have been it's... a bad person. <laughs> That was his original defense, I believe, was self-defense, and then it went to court, and it was ruled that he, uh, if, at best, I think it was, so, I, oh, by the way, to everyone who knows this better than me, I apologize for everything I'm getting wrong, but as I recall it, uh, he pled self-defense, and it was ruled, at least, that if it was self-defense, he overdid it immensely, uh, as I recall, the, the laws work over yonder. There's like degrees of self-defense and there's well, degrees of reciprocation. When you get a samurai sword involved. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Uh, by the way, I mean, Seth, for using a samurai sword, that seemed <clears throat> like the correct amount. It's called a katana. Oh, well, excuse me. I mean, yeah, I didn't want to assume what kind of sword it was. Samurai use more than just katanas, you know. 
Uh, by the way, I, I was when I read this, I was like, wait a second, Red Samurai Ranger? That's not right. So I just went to double check something. So he wasn't the Red Samurai Ranger per se. Uh, he was well. the Red <laughs> Wild Force Ranger, but also was Decker, the half-human cursed Nylock in Power Rangers Samurai, who had red in his costume. So oh. I was like, yeah, this can't be this can't be quite correct. So yeah, he was a Red Ranger, but his Samurai form was uh, was as a half-human cursed Nylock. I thought his Samurai form was a guy that murdered his roommate because he used a Samurai sword. Uh, well, let me. I'm going to go double check this now. Okay, with sword. Um, Put guilty to stabbing his roommate to death with a sword two times. Uh, Okay, now NBC wants me to admit that I have ad block on. I admit it. Uh, Oh, okay. I was wrong. It was a large (laughs) double-edged sword. Oh, so it could have been like a Conan the Barbarian sword. It could have been. It could have been a broad sword. We're pronouncing it like this now. Road sword. <laughs> uh, Seth, uh, you, don't, that's, that, you don't know one. That's a reference, and you don't our, know it. I don't know it. The best thing about HeroQuest are the references. There's oh. someone listening who's super hyped that I reference this. I Wait, is this a cracking box opening? Could be. This is a cracking box? Yeah. Could okay, be. I get, I get you. Hey, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to our Power Rangers Minute here on WTF at TFW. Uh, sister site Toku Nation shouts out. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of that site. I know it had Toku in it. You got it half right. You got the important part right. Hey, Seth. Uh, Toku1005.com. Oh, man. Toku1005tank.com. Dot org. Arc. Dot net. Toku1005tankarc.com. Dot net. Uh, Dot triple X. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, I heard some stories about Pornhub. When TV, what were you? So were you? So Pornhub is the one I heard about on social media. But uh, were you there for that that overnight period when Firefox forgot to renew its security certificates and every single uh, add-on deactivated for a few hours, including AdBlock? Yeah, I heard. I heard about that. Yes. Yeah, the thing I read is apparently Pornhub was the one I read, but it, but then I also read like YouTube as well. I discovered that YouTube and most of the internet is kind of unusable without AdBlock on. Uh, it was very shocking. I tried to watch a video of uh, of how to fry, how to fast fry before we put it in the oven a pork tenderloin, and I had to go through like three advertisements, and I was like, I'm not used to this on YouTube. That seems like too many. Uh, you know, it's, it's I knowing the interface, I can tell you if the video is approximately, I think, eleven or twelve minutes long, you can put in three ads. Oh, during it, yes, yes, yeah. yes. One in the um, there is no ad block on Xbox, and I watch a lot of YouTube through my Xbox. Mm. Uh, but I had noticed for like a week on my phone, YouTube, there would be like playing ad one of two, and if you're not there to skip on the first ad, then it rolls into the second ad. <laughs> Yeah, my phone, that is where I do sometimes see ads on my phone, because sometimes I'll have YouTube on my phone while I'm cooking, and then I'll be like, oh, right. And it's yeah. really thrown me off when I'm watching, like, a Let's Play, and then the ad is a gaming influencer doing a Let's Play of a mobile game, and I don't necessarily hear the change in the voice right away, because I'm looking at something I'm cutting, and then after I finish cutting, I'm like, are they, did they just switch games? And I look, I'm like, no, that was an advertisement, never mind. Yeah. Uh, the the two, two, 
two ad things. If uh, you're going to have an ad that I could skip in five seconds, man, you better let me know what this ad is right up front. Because like, I'll get like movie trailers and like, you could skip this ad in five seconds. And by the time the green ban information is gone, five seconds is up. And so am mm-hmm. I. I don't even know what that movie was you were trying to show me. I've noticed a lot of those those ads with the five second timer tend to start real slow. They're like, "Hey, have you ever thought nope, about bye. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you you better start with your logo, my my dudes. Buy uh, my carrots. The but the the worst ad in my opinion is like the forty five minute long ad. The one for someone when you fell asleep. Yeah, it's. Like, yeah. it's like oh the ad's gonna play i'm kind of in the middle of something i'm just gonna let it go because like what it's two minutes and then i'll finish this thing that i was doing and yeah, the it's still going yeah. and i look up and it's like 45 minutes an hour and a half and it's like no you paid youtube to trick people into watching your video you were bad at youtube <laughs> that scared me once cause, uh the first time i encountered one of those uber long uh quote-unquote ads i had nodded off while watching something on autoplay uh-huh and then I was woken up by, like, I don't remember what it was. I just remember that, to my waking mind, it was utterly terrifying, and I had no idea why it was playing on my computer. And I was like, "Did am I hacked? What's... Uh, it took a little bit to figure it out. Well, also uh, bad are the short ads. Um, Well, like, not 45 minutes, but still, like, three to five minute ads, which are just YouTube videos. That mm-hmm. they've now paid to trick people into watching. Yep. Uh, Prager U is horrendous with that. Oh, I yeah. I'll I'll yell <laughs> I'll yell at you about that garbage <laughs> it's like, operation. It's like you shouldn't be if you're doing YouTube, you're not supposed to be paying YouTube to make people watch your ads or videos, right? <laughs> but you know, if you if you wave a big enough bag of money at YouTube. They got no real inclination to go like, well, we don't want that money because servers cost money to run. Seth, you know what else costs money? Uh, Transformers. Transformers. By the way, thank you for tuning in to our uh, Capitalism Minute, Uh, dear listener. Seth, let's uh, have the quick powwow. Did we, we, Ruski, get anything on topic this week on your end? Uh, Nothing new. Uh, I was at Target the other day, Mm -hmm. and man... It's like they're turning into Kmart these days. Oh no. They they're not restocking Transformers like whatsoever. It is ridiculous. Here's a, okay. I need to I need to to quickly rebut the notion they're becoming Kmart for one main reason. Target have these delicious half madeline half brownie things and Kmart never had those. So therefore Target can never truly become Kmart. Okay. Well, what if they stop carrying this? Then Target would be dead to me. <laughs> wow, <clears throat> you got you got some phlegm to come up my throat there. I'm mad. <clears throat> they they can't get rid of those. That's that's the only reason they exist. That and the big red balls. Uh, that's a shame. Because um, I've been seeing, not just in the states, in Canada too, people seem to be finding things, and I'm not. So, not whatever. Anything. Kmart's all we got. Like, there's. There is that Kmart, but there might as well not be that Kmart. And then the Walmart around here <laughs> is, it's, there is no toy aisle there. Like there is, there's like, there's like a Lego aisle. 
Well, the Lego slash Nerf gun aisle, and then a uh, an action figure slash Hot Wheels aisle, and they got they never have anything. The that's last, like the that, huh? that's like the Walmart that was by TFCon that I went into with the really depressing action figure aisle in the very back of the Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you want to play? Let's guess the last Transformer Seth bought at runner park walmart was um uh, titans return highbrow oh no that is way too current (laughs) damn remember the repainted laser rods that were a walmart exclusive that was from the year 2001 or 2002 yeah and before that was the armada skywarp was the transformer before that i bought it the run at park kmart that's over a decade ago walmart yeah i have never found anything else there ever since (laughs) oh boy (laughs) well what i was also gonna so (laughs) this is a self-solving thing then because i was also gonna say because i saw a reply recently and i thought i should throw it out there uh we're, we still are not, as far as I can tell, none of us are in the mode where we really want to get something just so we can talk about it each week. Oh, yes. I don't do that no more. <laughs> and uh, and uh, even if Seth wanted to, I don't think he could. Yeah. <laughs> his, no. his location has deactivated that temptation. Uh, it would be like, I bought this thing that I already have. <laughs> I bought it again. So I, bought- I could come on here and say, I bought it again. I bought three copies of this uh, one-step changer because I thought if I bought them all, maybe they'll buy something new to sell to me. Uh, well, Seth, I didn't find any Transformers out here, but I do have an on-topic thing I can talk about. Okay, I'd like to hear about it. I got a, I got a thing in the mail what I got to make a video about, and I'm excited to. Uh, I'm going to paste you a link. It's the 3A thing. You know that really cool little bumblebee? Yes. Uh I I am now handling the the Blitzwing that is in the same series as that cool Bumblebee. Uh, Isn't that... the... Well, it's it's significantly larger to be in scale, right? Did they yes. have that at TFCon? They did. It was in a case. Uh, okay. It, I it, I wasn't it, sure if that was this one or a, a different one. Either way, it's very big. Yeah, it's uh, about uh ten, just over 10 and a half inches tall. Um, so it's, it's pretty big, but not like three, a big, you know, not like, like 28 inches tall or whatever, but it's because this, this deluxe line they're doing is like very much in the realm of, I've said this before. It's a lot like Sentinel stuff, a lot like flame toys stuff where the scale is roughly seven to 12 inches. So rather than being a $500 toy, it's Blitzwing is a $200 toy. You know, that little bumblebee is a one thirty five if I remember correctly, uh, so this Blitzwing has all the qualities of that Bumblebee. Basically, it it feels it doesn't feel like 3A, and I don't mean I don't mean that as like a knock because I like 3A's like Transformers stuff, but like that Bumble this this, this feels like uh, Chemical Attack worked on this. This feels like a whole another pedigree of of build quality of engineering. It's a very cool figure. Also, much like that Bumblebee, the LED unit that goes in the head to light up his eyes. Uh, this deluxe line is the only thing 3A I think is doing that does this. The batteries are LR44s, normal watch batteries that you can just buy. 
no no weird funky battery sizes no none of that the the led block is just in the head there is a button on the forehead that pushes the button on the led unit and it works uh this guy has got three pairs of hands they're very easy to swap he's very poseable uh he's got a lot of engineering to allow for both an ab crunch and a mid torso ball joint as two separate pieces of articulation uh it's a very, very good figure that is very on par with that Bumblebee. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm a little bummed out that, that I still haven't had a chance to actually buy that Bumblebee because I, I don't have a Bumblebee with me and I want to see what he looks like side by side with this thing. So hopefully that next wave that Big Bad is getting will come in soon. Uh, and the, this dude comes with uh, a swap out hand to give him the spike thing, what he shoves into throats, and he can swap out one of his arms for his quote unquote null ray with uh, removable missiles. Um, he's got big ass wings. If I had one crit to say, it's that Bumblebee really worked also because that Bumblebee design is very much just a round robot boy. This guy has a lot more spiky stuff on him, so he's just as easy to pose. Uh, with the caveat that he also has a lot of jagged things on him that are a little bit... They they make him feel a little more finicky only because you're bumping into them with your fingers more often. Mm-hmm. But, like, that that's the worst thing I can say. Like, the, the you see those, like, uh, beige hydraulics on either side of his stomach? Yes. Uh, those things can uh, fold upwards entirely to make room for his legs and his ab joint. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of dedicated moving parts. Uh, there's like an extending die cast ankle joint so you can get huge foot posability. The landing gear wheels on his toes are separate rubber tired rolling wheels just huh. because. Uh, so I'm I'm super impressed with this thing. I am rewatching the scene that Blitzwing is in in that film uh, to see if if I'm like spotting any new details. And I, I, I was because that scene I was watching the action. So uh, it's a very solid representation uh, and hey, guess what? It'd be two hundred bucks a pop, so it probably won't happen. But since this body <laughs> is very similar to the one that all the seekers have in the, the opening sequence, then say they want to make like a star scream, probably retool the parts necessary based on the CG model and apply it to this, and then bang, there you go. I still really hope they can do shatter and drop kick. I'm a little, I'm. I think it's going to be a good figure. I'm still a little disappointed that the third figure announced in this line is the Optimus Prime, only because he's not Shatter and Dropkick, and Shatter and Dropkick under this level of quality would make my year. So I hope that's still in the cards. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, still messing with the thing a bit, but but opening impressions on this Blitzwing were extremely positive for me, uh, as someone who likes high-end robot action figures as well as ones that transform. So I'm I I gotta like give hats off to 3A for this deluxe line I have already before, and now that they've done a taller one, uh, I can still take my hat off because it's very solid. That's my on-topic thing I, that I have handled, I guess is what I'll say. Coolio. And that brings us to some news bits. Seth, I have a couple little news bits in here I wanted to talk about just because they were on my mind. They're they're not going to take long, but they kind of relate to other things that have been talked about on previous podcasts. The first one of which is, Seth, you know how it used to be that imported toys were always better? Yes. So now that the imported Transformers are generally the same as ours, it's the imported instruction sheets that are way better. We talked about this with Studio Series Jetfire having entire parts of the instructions just missing on our version that were in the Japanese instructions. 
Uh, Scrap Metal, who turns into the left hand of Movie Devastator, has some additional instructions that, even though you could have probably just sussed out a place to... He has this plate, right? Okay. Uh you could probably suss out a place to just plug it in in the hand mode, but in the Japanese instructions, they go out of their way to say, here's the hand mode, and hey, here's where you can stick the plate accessory for now. Like, just these little things <laughs> that point out what to do with a thing that's lying around. Studio Series Jetfire has that swap-out set of abs for the upcoming Leader Prime, and the, there's no explanation in the non-Japanese instructions as to what those little things are. There's just a red chrome-painted hunk of plastic in the in the bubble with zero explanation. Japanese instructions not only tell you what that thing is, they show you that there's actually a design storage socket inside Jetfire for that piece, which I just recently tried out, and it's, it's perfect. So, uh, guess what? Uh, Japan's got the same toys as us, so now Japan's just doing better instructions than us. Um... Seth, that's a little taste of what it's like to podcast with me and Aaron on the regular. <laughs> uh, you could you could say this is me introducing a sort of wild card rule to shake up the content of the podcast from uh, brand to brand. A new just... uh, a new segment, Japanese instruction segment. Yes. Well, only when we have new Japanese instructions. Well, so we, there we, should we, be lots of them. We've had it twice. I know, um, but there's lots of Transformer toys. Yeah, but no one ever talks about the other instructions, so we and we don't actually buy the import toys, so we need a through line for that to happen. We'll working have to work on, it. on it. We'll have to work yeah, on working, it. We're, we're working on it. Seth, my, next bit, of, uh, it. my next bit of a news bit... My next bit of a news bit is about the Transformers trading card game in Canada. Two things oh I know you're super interested yeah. in. So far, all these topics right up my alley. So <laughs> instructions in, for toys I'm not going to buy and cards for a game I'm never going to play. <laughs> in a country you're never going to visit. I'm going to say never. Yeah, I'm say never. I mean, you know, as global warming sets in, we're gonna have to do do a little bit of that. Uh, Eventually, environmental. Our- uh, um, uh, what what is that word again? Um, Pillaging. No, the people who are displaced refugees, environmental oh, yeah, yeah. refugees. We're gonna flood your borders. I mean, eventually, and, uh, our countries just will just over. sort of they'll leak together. But in Canada. Oops. All of our Transformers TCG stuff has been on this, like, three-month delay, which has been uh, very poor for local morale. It's very hard to engage with all the hype around sets when, for instance, they're hyping up a set three, and we have no idea if we're even going to see that set three this year. Until now, we had it confirmed, A, that all the stuff we've uh, not gotten so far that America got, we're getting on May 31st, uh, this month. And... The next set to come out, which is releasing everywhere else in America and Europe and everywhere on, on, uh, in late June, is releasing in Canada in late June at the same time. We're on release parity with the rest of the world as of Wave 3. Hopefully that maintains. That's enormously good news for me and all the players in my area and in Canada because it means that now we don't regard every single piece of hype with cynical words and jokes about how it sure is going to be nice to see everyone else play with that for several months before we get a hold of it 
So uh, in case you don't listen to our TCG podcast but care about the TCG, A, who are you? And B, got good news for you, especially if you're Canadian. If you're not Canadian, you don't think it's good news, then you're a bad person. Uh, you should uh, go sit over there with all the local instruction sheets. The bad instruction sheets. I just had a little thing play out in my head of like you demonstrating the game at a toronto area gaming establishment mm-hmm. and people someone going like wow this seems like fun where can i get these cards and then you just after like two beats just say america that's that's <laughs> what it actually was like here for uh for a while and uh, one might say what's the problem with importing the cards don't you do that for toys well here's the thing about card games you kind of want to form a symbiotic relationship with local gaming stores to actually grow a space to play the game where it is supported where there can be prizes where a store will have a space for you to play and they will welcome you and if you import all the cards from america stores have very little reason to welcome you into their shop to play cards you didn't purchase in the store and talk about how you're going to buy more cards from America and not the store that you're in. So with this news, we can finally start forming better that symbiotic relationship. It's like uh, it's like a biology thing. Uh, Seth, I got one more news bit. It's like Venom. Exactly. Uh, the card game is Eddie and we are Venom. I have a, a I have a toy I want to talk about. It's not a new picture pick, except it basically is. But Seth, I don't th- I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, there's a third party company called Toy World who have been through some hard Who's times, there? and something they've shared recently as they're getting out of their hard times is they wanted to make these World War One and World War Two movie Transformers. The first one they showed was Bulldog, which is do you, do you remember that fifth Transformers film with Anthony Hopkins in it? Barely. You remember how at his castle there was, like, this old British Transformer with a yes, hat? The, the tank man. Yeah, so Toy World has apparently actually released him now. They made a transforming oh. toy of him. Um, I didn't know he came out, but apparently he has. But they also mm-hmm. revealed a Bumblebee that turns into a German World War One Mercedes-Benz. And a Starscream who turns into a uh, World War Two or World War One. I, I always forget. World War One Triplane. One. F- uh, Foker, Dr. DR1, I don't know airplanes, uh, basically a biplane. Uh, so they finally have put up photos of, in color, this Starscream. I, I want to do a quick shout out. A uh, friend of the podcast from Seattle, Graham Slayershoop, is the one who showed me these photos. And when I first looked at them, I'm so used to Toy World not having any real solid plan on what to do ever since they lost a whole lot of their designers. I was like, oh, no, these are just photoshopped onto the toy. It took a while for me to realize this was an actual painted piece. Uh, also, big shout out to, to Graham Slayer's shoop. He's got a new YouTube thing going on called Electronic Dysfunction, and I want to give it a little bit of a plug. Uh, they put the fun in this function. They do. They also they also let me join their Discord server, so I felt special. They put uh, the cord in Discord. In no, they put the cord in this. This right here. This. Get it? It's like this. With the American accent. So Seth, this movie-style Starscream turns into a biplane, and if you look at the two modes, I think it's an incredible-looking little toy. Um, wrong. He does not turn into a biplane. I'm sorry. Turns into a triplane. Tri-plane. Hey, Seth, the Thank Starscream you. 
turns into a triplane, which is like one more than a regular old who cares about a biplane. I think that the figure looks like it could be really cool. And he comes with the apparently in some form whenever you get him, however you get him. They have a, a separate head if you want to make him look like Blitzwing from the Bumblebee movie who we were just talking about. Hey, look at hey, that. Hey, wow. Um, yes, it does look pretty cool in that there isn't a bunch of robot hanging out underneath the airplane, which is so common. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet it is. I bet it takes a long time to transform. Um, I was looking at the airplane mode and thinking, boy, it looks like there's a lot of parts. Boy, that looks like it'd be rough. But it's very impressive. And it's it's really kind of cool how they were able to kind of get that Bayformer silhouette to the robot mode. Yeah. With the big triangle chest. Triangles have three sides, just like a triplane has three wings. Hey. Illuminati yeah. confirmed. It's real. Let us in. So there's there's a wrinkle, Seth, about this news. Uh-oh. There's a wrinkle. It's wrinkly was, news. Somebody I should was, have ironed it and used a dryer sheet. So I was just like, I think this toy looks cool. I want to buy it. I scroll down. First reply. Someone says, interested. Wait, build a figure? Yeah, no. And I'm like, what the hell? are you talking about? So I scrolled through the thread a little bit. Apparently through, you know, translations of their Weibo blog, it's been apparently been implied for months that this Starscream is not going to be an individual release, but a build a figure that you would assemble by buying all their other world war one transformers figures like those scammers. So the first one, the tank old man bulldog is out. And apparently his box is, is a styrofoam tray and there have been several videos about him. There is no Starscream piece with him, and there's no space for... Apparently, he was going to come with one of Starscream's legs. So now <laughs> there's all this talk about, did they back off on doing a Build-A-Figure? Because that's a terrible idea. And hopefully that is the case. Uh, nothing against that. But I think that all their figures look pretty good. I think that trying to pull a Build-A-Figure thing with an experimental line, after you're still coming off the massive event that was all of the Zeta Toys designers leaving and making themselves into Zeta Toys. The last thing you want to do is hype up a figure and say, go buy four other figures. So hopefully this will be available on its own. Oh, you know what they should have done? Is they should have charged extra for the three figures to cover the cost of the, uh, the Starscream parts, right? Yeah. But you don't put the Starscream parts in the box, right? This is what right. you do on the box. You print a little circle that says Toy World Point. And then hey. you cut out all the Toy World Points from all the boxes and you send them in. And then later, they'll mail it to you. So Maybe. I love this idea. I love this idea. If I ignore the part where, unfortunately, a lot of third-party companies are run by about one or two real like active background people who probably would crumple under the weight of trying to sort out a mail-in points system thing. No, it's going to be great. I like the idea, though. (laughs) Worked for Kenner. That's how I I got two Admiral Akbars when I was a kid. I mean, Kenner had a lot more people working for them. Also, I don't know who works at Toy World. I am just making an assumption. But I'm probably right. How Uh, do you know they're not experts in mail order? Hey, you know what? I I would be happy to eat crow on that. 
but until I do, you're making I'll... unfounded assumptions. Also, don't scroll too much through the thread. People are also debating what an iron cross symbol means, and it sure is something to read. Well, I mean, it predates. Oh yeah, I know, but there's there's still a lot of that. You know, Seth, on your own time, you should have a flip through the thread and, uh, and check out the the discourse. Uh, I mean, I don't think I. I mean, if I did, it would just be to see like people argue about it. Yeah, like it, it's not for information. <laughs> nah, I just watch people argue. Uh, also, Seth, I should show you that Mercedes Benz Bumblebee because I think it also looks really good. I'm going to paste you a link. I really hope that that bulldog figure, I should go take a look at the, the, the review coverage on him. I'm hoping these turn out well, because I think that these are incredibly creative. They're fulfilling a teeny tiny niche. And if they're built well and they fit in with Studio Series, which I believe they they were said to be in the same scale, roughly, as Studio Series stuff, then this is a really cool comeback for Toy World, in my opinion. But, you know, I don't know if they're built well. I need to look into that stuff. Anyway, those are my news bits, Seth. What do you think of that Mercedes Benz, eh? Turns into a turns into a B man. What has a hammer? Yeah. I think I'm finding some of the uh arguing. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh movie forums. I hope those mods have a good time uh dealing with all that. While they do, Seth, I've got us a listener question. Okay. This one comes to us from Rexidus. Ooh. He says, good morning, afternoon, or indeterminate time of day to you fine folks of the Transforming Table. Brian is back with another time with... Qu- I added some widths in there. Bar- Brian is back another time with questions, questions that need answers, questions. The first, you're the game directors in charge of making a Transformers game inspired by Overwatch. Everyone's Complete- working overtime. Mandatory. Get I mean, back to yes. work. Triple A games. I don't care about your families. In this, if you want to take a weekend off, you're fired. Also, you have unlimited you're vacation time. Fired. I was waiting for that. Also, if you haven't read about it, you should go read about how horrifically abused everyone working in the gaming industry is. Uh, it's sad story. It's almost as bad know. as how awful my jobs become. Yeah, I just like I I, I don't like it. This is just the way that we talk. I think it's fascinating, the story of the one studio where everyone has an unlimited amount of vacation time, but, <laughs> but oh, if they ever take any of it, there will be hell to pay. It's a trap. It's like, what's the, what was the point? Why, why have these unusable... Vac- anyway, uh, we're in charge of making a Transformers game inspired by Overwatch, complete with intended DLCs. Don't worry about how feasible or realistic this is, just run with it. What characters do you put in the game? With what abilities? What levels do you make? Go nuts. Bananas, even, I would say. Well, I think you have a combination of Earth and Cybertronian levels. You probably also want a Junk Planet level. 100%. That'd be good. Junk, but you know what? Junk Planet and the colonies from Cybertron, from IDW, like Velocitron, all those other places, Division, like just every, those are all ripe pickings to make Sam it to Sam Wiki's Yard. Spike, yeah, from the movie, just the Yard. Yeah. Uh, Remember when Prime, like, wrecked the flower bed? That was hilarious. Remember when he was like, my bad. Yeah, and then Sam's mom was like, you jerk off. Ah!" (laughs) 
I bet my son masturbates. That's good times. I just I had forgotten about all that until that, that just came it's pouring the best out. part of the movie. Because that's from one of the inferior movies that's not Age of Extinction. A lot of those other movies kind of just, you know, disappeared after a while in my head. I I think that not so much about feasible or realistic, but I think to open up, right? You take those basic six evergreen characters we always see. They kind of fulfill six very basic classes of, you know, class-based shooter characters that I think would form a good bedrock, even if they are kind of boring choices. They solve the bedrock problem. Then we can make all the goofy, weirder characters like Symmetra. Uh, you know, that we have our Soldier 76 and our Genji and all the other ones I never use. And the hamster. Well, the hamster is one of the weird ones. The good, fun ones. No, I haven't played Overwatch since before the hamster. I haven't either, but I keep wanting to because I still really like. I always liked playing Symmetra, and everything I've read is they didn't mess up Symmetra. They messed up all the other stuff. But Symmetra's support, and in the current meta of three tanks and three support, I would still have a place. So there you go. The meta is apparently a complete mess, from what I understand. Uh, but yeah, I, I I would I I think like. Uh, not to go right into my 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 favorite things, but like immediately, I would want to have Sunder in this game as like a weird like tank support hybrid character. Uh, Sunder is the big scary transformer from IDW who can turn you inside out by willing you to do so if he makes eye contact with you. Oh, spooky! Because uh, he wants to he wants to eat your brain. I think uh, you stick with more uh, well known characters who appeared. In multiple iterations of Transformers, so you have a huge number of skins. Imagine all the bumblebees. Oh, you could boy. have a G1 bumblebee. You could have a gold bug skin. You could have a Bayformer skin. You could have uh, a hotshot from Armada skin. And people would be like, that's not a bumblebee. That's crazy. And then people, other people would be like, it's kind of just like bumblebee. I'd, I'd get mad because I'd want Hotshot to be his own character with his own class abilities. No. He'd be no. like a hot bumblebee. I refuse. Um, Optimus Prime could have a uh, an Orion Pack skin, like the way the Reaper has the, uh, the Overwatch, has the just a guy skin. I'm still really hat. mad that that's the first toy they made of him <laughs> in the Hasbro line. This waste of a space on the shelf. I think that the skins thing could be really cool if you had, like, a character who is, you know, on the base level, it's Breakdown from Transformers Prime. Big burly dude who's, you know, uh, partners with Knockout. But then, because his name, like, Knockout as well, right? Have a have a kind of a, a goofy skin where it's like, here's just another Breakdown or another knock. Like, here's Breakdown from the War for Cybertron game that when people were trying to make sense of the quote-unquote aligned continuity, we're trying to pretend was the same breakdown as the one from Prime. So you just have this, like, little scrawny dude, but he's got he's got the hitbox and abilities of the big burly breakdown. I think that'd be kind of funny. You know, or all the, all the micromasters who were technically the first use of some names that went on to appear elsewhere. So it's like, here's the, the version of the character that you might actually know, but one of the skins is, like, the micromaster. <laughs> Yeah, but if you go messing with the hitboxes and stuff, you're never going to catch on as an eSport. Uh, I believe the question said, don't worry about how feasible or realistic this is, so we can do whatever we want, because, you know, we got we got funding. Well, what I want is to be the next big thing in eSports. Well, that's going to be Magic the Gathering, so you're going to have to... 
That's Excuse not me. an e. That's uh, a is. paper. No, it's uh, it's it is in fact an e-sport. Uh, MTG Arena is very popular. Uh, they they have said many times it's an e-sport, which is really weird it's, to read. It's very popular with lonely boys who can't play paper magic cards with their friends because they don't have any friends. Oh no, Seth's feeling. So they have all, to go online. Seth's all tired and grumpy at the magic cards again. <laughs> Uh, Seth, I started playing Magic again, by the way. Yeah. Back in my day, the only Magic cards were pen and Teller tricks. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, I'm trying to figure out how to not say, why would, would the default be pen and Teller for Magic card tricks? They were the first uh, magicians I could think of that did card tricks on stage. Uh. That's better than me, because whenever I try to think of a magician, well, like I just David, immediately... Yeah, David Copperfield wasn't known for doing, like, sleight of hand. I, I just always say Chris Angel Mind Freak if I'm going to say magicians, because oh. that's, that's oh, the yeah. first one. Oh, yeah. I, I made a discovery um, after the last recording. Mm-hmm. I looked over on my desk and saw a Chris Angel Mind Freak air freshener <laughs> I bought for you, like, decades ago at this point. And I just went, ah, expletive. <laughs> and my girlfriend yelled up the stairs, what? What's wrong? I'm like, remember when we bought that air freshener mind freak? She goes, ah, we could have just taken it and given it to him. I'm like, I know. That's why I'm yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm looking at it right now. About it. Well, keep it I'm safe. Looking. I'm looking it's, at it and it's it's leaning up against my um machine robo jet robo. You know what you say you're looking at it? It's it's listen, it's Chris Angel Mind Freak merch. It's looking at you. So you know how I try, I try not to plan too much for panels? Uh-huh. Uh I've had this image in my head for the last week of doing a podcast panel where I introduce myself as Chris Vangelis Mind Freak. Like I usually do, but then actually just take out two decks of cards and just blast them out of my hands either way. Just spray two decks of cards everywhere, <laughs> and then just don't just don't talk about it for the rest of the panel. Yeah, just have cards lying everywhere. I don't know. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at you. Yeah, unless I, you I, didn't film it. I, I was trying to also. Th- I was thinking realistically. I don't need two decks. I could just split a deck in half because it's just really the burst that matters. You could introduce uh, yourself as Chris Mind Angel Freak. I don't deal with angels. All right, that's that's out of my purview. Uh, speaking of burst, burst damage. I think Frenzy would be a good burst damage character using his electricity powers. Because Rumble's the red one. The blue one with the electricity powers mm-hmm. is Frenzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, thing with, the thing with trying to apply the, the Overwatch Wrong. logic to Transformers uh-huh. is it's, it's hard to feel clever because with Overwatch, usually it's like, what's the mechanical function of their power set? And then when I try to match that to Transformers, I'm just like, well, for instance, Wrecking Ball. It's, it's bulkhead because he's the shape of a Wrecking Ball. Uh, well... You're you're talking like Starscream doesn't have a null ray. Sombra and is a tele- cliff jumper doesn't have a gas gun. Sombra's a, a, pur- gun, a purple teleporter with a gun, like Skywarp. Like that's how my brain's working. I'm I'm actually having yeah. trouble being creative because it's all I'm reach I'm evergreening it. I'm just reaching for the G one that's closest. 
Hound has a hologram projector. Yeah, he's this Symmetra. There you go. He's putting he's putting little hologram projector things that shoot lasers everywhere. Does that mean Mirage is also a Symmetra? There, yeah, Mirage is. Or no, uh, as a Sombra. Mirage is a Sombra. Yeah, Mirage is a Sombra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mirage and uh, and Skywarp, excellent pairing in my opinion. Good ship. Uh, yeah, I I feel bad that I can't think of like more creative uh, answers to this. <laughs> Because I yeah I'm just I'm going all to all the easy places. Uh, Torbjorn has actually I heard he doesn't really do the turret thing very much anymore. Uh, like he, they kind of passed the turret thing on to Bridget, who I've never played as. Um, no, Bridget came out like right after I stopped playing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I am liking those new figures. This Overwatch has very good characters and designs. But I was just talking about this with a couple folks after TCG yesterday. How like. Overwatch has lore, and they put out beautiful, short, animated productions, and it all takes place in a prequel area of the timeline. And now Overwatch is many years old, and still, whenever they release new fiction, most of the time, it's, here's another prequel. And I'm like, it's a bummer, because I think that the window on Overwatch becoming like a big media property has kind of passed. Mm-hmm. And they had so much potential, and then every time they got to do something, they'd make a good short, but it was always uh, an origin and a prequel. And I'm like, man, like I saw they have like a the single player content now that has like an opening cutscene where they're actually doing a thing in their base costumes, and I'm like, this looks really cool, but like I can't deny that I feel a little cold on it because this is what I wanted to see when I saw the Overwatch teaser production. Like they they just. The best thing about that game is that it was originally going to be an MMO, and they took all the good stuff about that and worked it into this this, this class-based shooter in a really good way. Then the bad part is they never figured out how to make more of it, it felt like. At least, like, more of it in a very loudly presented way, as opposed to, like, stuff in comic books or whatnot on the side. That's well, my Overwatch over- minute. <laughs> Overwatch, the movie, will come out no sooner than five years after the game's, like, dead. Yeah. Like and no one's going to really care and they're really going to bork it out. It's such a such a shame cuz even those like those those toys get me hype. And like I love I love everything about Overwatch except for the pacing of its output. Uh cuz it's like almost trapped being this competitive class-based shooter where it's like we can't really we can always go sideways. We can very expensively and beautifully go sideways, but we can never step forward. Uh so let's move on to the second question. Uh, Rexidus, my apologies. I couldn't think of anything cooler Overwatch related. Uh, hopefully there was some gems in there. Uh, question the second. I love the characters you guys come up with when I pose them. If you'll entertain another such request, who would you create to populate an Autobot Navy Seals style group? Think of them as a counterpoint to the records of the Combaticons. The team Optimus turns to when he needs something done right and without problems. Thanks for all the entertainment and all that. You guys rock. Well, the, the Autobot SEAL team would have to be run by Ultra Magnus because they do everything right and by the book and without problems. The uh, mainframe is probably in there because he's the smart one who's not, you know, crazy like Perceptor or Brainstorm. So he's the smart one who's also all by like they, they'd be like the boring, really good at it guys. They'd be like the Ultramarines. Yeah, I was going to say, are you like doing Navy SEALs who can get in there and get their hands dirty and and kill some folks or... <laughs> Or, like, the guys you trust to do your taxes. 
<laughs> I'm just going by the description we have here because I'm not an American. Thus, my understanding of the Navy SEALs is what was written in the question, uh, which would be the counterpoint to the records of the Combaticons. Navy SEALs are like crazy badasses. Yeah, you remember, like, remember like Osama frame. bin Laden? Like mainframe. <laughs> Perceptor and Ultra Magnus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Beachcomber. Beachcomber. <laughs> these are these this is perfect. This is perfect. Autobot Navy SEALs team. Uh SEALs also, are from the Navy. The yeah. beach is next to the water. It's like the, the edge of the water. Yeah. Uh perfect segue. Um it's by the water. Uh um they like water too. Break the penguin from Beast Wars Neo. Uh would be a good Navy SEAL as well, because he he's aqua aquable. Also penguin. a stone code cold killer yeah but very professional always by the book yeah that's what um, makes him so dangerous i want to say i want to say oh who's a real who's a real just like a, a cleaned up book of a transformer uh something real something's real no nonsense real straightforward what it does chip chase chip chase in the navy seals as well um because of that obviously prowl would be uh, in, in the autobot navy seals um, for a day, and then he would graduate to the Autobot FBI. They'd never hear from him again. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Um, with my exhaustive knowledge of the Navy SEALs process, obviously. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there. If we have listeners who are in the American Navy SEALs, I don't know anything about what you do, so I'm passing no judgment. I am making this up based on a question about Transformers. So, uh, I are think you, you're, are you doing a bit or do you really not have any idea what the Navy SEALs are? I have heard people argue about whether the SEALs or the Marines are better. And I felt like I was watching people argue about whether Star Trek or Star Wars were better. Cause I had no idea what they were, what their, their positions they're, were. They're kind of different. <laughs> Well, really one of different. them, a seal was defending the seals, and a marine was defending the marines. So there was well, obviously biases going yeah, on. Also, the marines uh, and the navy love giving each other the business. Yeah. Um, but so, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know much about American military layout. I just the seals. I assume are aquatic because they're in the navy and they're called yeah, the but seals. They're, they're like the the really. They're one of like the really elite subgroups of the military oh is that like there was a gi joe who was a seal yes is that one of the ones with the balaclava on uh, I, mean, I, like the, I think you're thinking of beachhead i'm thinking of beachhead and i don't think he was a seal no because it was beachhead? one of the was he a was ranger one, the the one who's the ones who the seal a seal gi joe is always going to have a really loudly aquatic name so you know he's a seal because he'd be called like code name wetsuit <laughs> wetsuit or, or that's probably who it was also <laughs> fin clap because that's no, what seals like, do like each branch has has like their scary super soldier guys and the seals are the navies and like ah. you got like delta force and the green berets you got all kinds of different little groups i didn't it's know a, there was or, actually a thing or am called I thinking delta force? about a movie no i might have i might have gotten that name wrong I thought anyway. Delta Force was a Power Ranger. Uh, also a movie. So, um, a Chuck uh, Norris movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I might have gotten that one wrong. That might like, not be a real thing. I like but there's Power something Rangers similar to that. They're, Power Rangers Delta Force is my favorite season. So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, like uh, all, all the branches have their their super elite. The Coast Guard super elite don't even have a name. That's how gangster they are. Um, so does it mean if we have a listener who's also a Navy SEAL, that means that they're like a super elite cool cool person? I wouldn't mess with them, like right. even a little bit. Well, like if we became bros, then like you know I would mess with them like I mess with anyone <laughs> that's a friend of mine. But I'm not gonna like. You know, like, you don't go look try to, to start challenge stuff with... his manhood or something. <laughs> I'm not going to mess with his car. <laughs> you know, you don't spit in your hand and slap him in the face and go like, "No, looks like you're no." All I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at all. <laughs> I would say thank you for your service and then get away. <laughs> uh, now imagine you, you're just saying all the words. You're like, "Thank you for your service," and you're like doing a shoe motion, like, "And get away." <laughs> <laughs> you spit in your hand before you do the shoe motion so it gets all like flicks of moisture uh anyway yeah like i was saying i was just i was really relating to this to when we talked about people who use manual shift in their cars uh i still think you're cool uh i'm not actually trying to start anything with people who do manual shift or who are navy seals uh if that's <laughs> happening that's just like because basically it's the same thing uh it's people who do really cool stuff i don't understand so uh I, I think you're all really cool. Do they have manual gear shift when they drive like I'm assuming Navy SEALs have like like water cars or water trucks? You know, like secret water trucks. Uh well they have like little deals to cruise around underwater. Like would little those be handheld submersible motor things. So they can be... like no, this is like the sort of stuff seals are doing. They're like swimming oh, yeah. like a hundred miles, popping up out of the water. Nobody else is alive after that, and then sinking back in the water and swimming a hundred miles back. Would their little vehicles be something you could refer to as a dirigible? No. <laughs> that would be like a blimp. <laughs> oh. Why do if I they are flying around, they're flying into friggin' Bin Laden's backyard, taking care of business, and then flying away. Oh, right. Dirigible's That's those guys. That's the guys that did that. Now I'm imagining a bunch of Navy SEALs in full scuba gear, just like hanging off of a giant blimp. Yeah. <laughs> Some World War One era. This enormous friggin' blimp with the word SEAL team written on yeah. it. Hoping the flammable gas doesn't ignite. <laughs> full scuba gear with like the flippers and everything and a big harpoon gun uh that's that's what i was thinking of yeah it was wetsuit oh no there was also in the the anniversary three three quarter inch gi joes when i was a little kid one of them was a scuba guy who was called a navy seal if i recall correctly and he had the harpoon gun uh anyway there's our u.s military minute uh hope you all enjoyed that thank you rexidus for the questions <laughs> um and uh yeah Seth, that brings us to our off-topic, what else we got this week. I'm wondering if you got anything uh, this week that wasn't a Transformer, perhaps, but that might be other things. Um, Let me rack my brain. Did I? No. Um, yes. Nick Fury. Nick uh, Fury! And Talos from the Captain Marvel movie. Oh, the, the Legends. Yes. Nice. How, how are Marvel Legends doing? Oh, fine. They're okay. Nick Still, Fury uh, comes with a cat and shackles. Hey. Shackled that's up cat. That's what you gotta do. I, um, since the last time I recorded, I went to the movie cinema twice. 
I saw Avengers uh, Ending Game. Mm-hmm. And Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, one of those is a lot older than the other one. Yes. It was fun seeing it in the theater for the first time. After seeing it dozens of times on the television. Was that something that they were doing, like, uh, nationwide? Or was that just a theater doing a cool thing? Um, I'm... I, I don't know the whole deal. Um, the impression that I got, because this is the first time I've gone to one of these, is our theater um, has been showing these flashback movies. And it's like Wednesday and Sunday, two showings uh, on each of those days. And they're older films. Um, but the little pre- thing that they showed which is some guy sitting in a movie theater telling you about the movie you're about to watch like you're just some rube that wandered in off the street and was like what's this holy grail thing about um it was so not specific like the way the guy talked was so non-specific that it makes me assume that it's something that theaters like sign up for and then they get they get the movies and stuff because like the film canisters don't get carried around anymore it's like all internet you yeah. theater downloads the movie so i'm sure it's like a thing that you as a theater owner subscribe to and then you get these old movies that's fascinating it's like, um, nice if it, if it sounds like it, it was a good experience like it looked good on the screen i'm guessing yeah yeah it looked fine um, yeah. I'm sorry that I missed the Blues Brothers, which was a few weeks ago. I would have really liked to have seen that. Hmm. Um, coming up. Uh, oh, no. Singing in the Rain already happened. Where's the... Why are they showing me last month? I don't know. Anyway. I have nothing to do with that, um, I can assure you. This weekend is The Sound of Music. Hmm. And the weekend after is The Princess Bride. Hey, The Princess Bride's a pretty neat movie that I know some people are into. Uh, there's some folks who do jokes based on that movie and I'm like hey you've seen The Princess Bride why that's inconceivable hey you've seen The Princess Bride would you like a peanut I pointed at my microphone when I said that (laughs) as though that was you (laughs) Uh, that's very cool they I only ask because like in Toronto we have a lot of smaller uh, like little bespoke one-off owned theaters that will just get film canisters for older movies. Uh, there's one I've, I've never gone to see it. I always have reasons not to due to like being busy or just being lazy, but there's a theater over on Roncesvalles that not only will show silent movies, but they'll have an actual musician playing to go with the silent movie. Oh, that's cool. And I've heard it's very neat. Uh, I still haven't checked it out myself. Um, Depends on the silent movie. Yeah, some of them are uh, real bad. Here's, here's the thing with silent movies, <laughs> just like anything. You got to watch Charlie them, Chaplin. <laughs> you got to watch them, knowing that when a lot of them were made, people had no idea what a movie was, mm-hmm. and that context makes a, even the the worst ones, I think, at least academically interesting. Yeah, this would be my question if somebody, let's say, you walked up to me hey, and I'm you said, "Hey, hey." Seth Buzzard. Seth Buzzard. Um, would um, you like to watch a silent like movie? Watch a silent movie. I would ask two questions. All right. One, I would ask, is it uh, Buster Keaton? I don't know. 
is it um the other guy that I just said the name of and now can't remember? Oh, Charlie it's him. Chaplin. Sure. For... <laughs> what is it Charlie Chaplin? I, I uh, I'm if not the answer to, to Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin is no, then I probably don't want to watch the silent movie. <laughs> what about Metropolis? Okay. Okay. Especially if it's that more recent uh version that had the one reel yeah. that was discovered. What about um, I haven't seen that that version. What about the I'm gonna get the name wrong. I'll just say it right now. What about the creepy closet of Dr. Cagliari? I don't know. I don't know it. <laughs> I got that whole name wrong. People know what I'm talking about. Someone in the thread can link us to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. after Princess Bride, they're showing Grease. Hey, that's got that, that kid John Travolta in it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's really movie. cool. That's, that's kind of neat that it's set up as a digital service. Although that makes me immediately. Well, I assume wanna... that it is. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I assume. If it's not, then I don't then, know. Maybe they just I... mail them a DVD. So when you say that they're only showing like a certain movie, like I understand having filming schedules or film film showing schedules, but especially uh-huh. if it's digital, I'd be like, maybe y'all just if some if like sixty people are like, here's five dollars from each of us, just like go push the button to run Princess Bride if they want to watch Princess Bride. I don't know what the deal is with these. I'm sure there's some licensing agreements and business that has to be adhered to. Like, I I don't know this specific program. Contracts. When it comes to digital distribution, I I am basically as expertise in that as I am about the American Navy SEALs. So I can tell you it's completely doable. They just got to fire up the, the film dirigible. And they can get that signal going out there super quick, super fast. Uh, anything else off topic on your end, Seth? I uh, I don't think so. I've I've been working a lot of overtime. <laughs> um, I haven't even been painting. I haven't painted in like two or three weeks. That's all right. It's a real That's, bummer. When it comes, it'll come. That's for sure. I haven't I painted. In- I get home super late. I, I haven't painted in months because I just don't have a comfortable space to paint yet. Like, I have comfortable space to do anything, but painting is always, like, on the corner of a table, and then I just, now I just never want to set it up, but I have, I'm so hype to do some more zenithal priming on some more Night Vault minis I got. <laughs> just kind of keep priming and never, never paint it, them. It makes me feel like I did something, and also, zenithal priming is a process. It's not just spraying them, so, like, it, it's enough of a process that I gotta scratch that itch. So is that the one where you like prime them black and then spray over the top of them? Yeah, uh, you prime them black and then in the most base form, prime them black and then spray at a top down angle with white. Uh, There's another version I want to try where you prime them black and you spray it like a slightly up angle, a lighter spray of gray and then the top down spray of white to create even more of a gradient. Um, it also just looks really cool, even if that's all you've done, because then they all look like little statues. I I was thinking of maybe trying that when I get around to doing the Night Vault Goblins. Yeah, uh, it it uh, it can help those goblins. It can like I've I've only really done it with the Night Vault figures, and all of them I think take it really well. Like they all have sculpts that are kind of built well for zenithal priming. I know. I mean, I know a little bit less about zenithal priming than I do about say the u.s navy seals but i know what i like 
Well, I sent you a link to the About Us section of the Flashback Cinema website, so you could know more about that. Oh, excellent. The, the About Us really tells you nothing. It's I'm going to I'm gonna so reach useless. out to this John Hersker chap and, uh, and ask him if he's got some of that fresh Buster Keaton. Um, Seth, I, I have something relevant to you I meant to talk about last time, and I think I even hinted oh, at it, and then you? I didn't. I got all those Mythic Legions I pre-ordered last year. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Congratulations. I, I followed in two of your footsteps. Oh? I got a bunch of skeleton generic guys. Okay. Those things are really cool. Uh, and I got a bunch of Knight Templar generic guys. Those right. things are ridiculously loaded with accessories for their cost. <laughs> yeah. I have six banner bearers now if I want to. Uh, but yeah, I really like those Mythic Legions things. I mean, I didn't things. load up on them. Uh, I think I only got one generic skeleton. But I, I think bought... I got two of the generic um, um, Templars. I wasn't sure what I was going to do precisely, so I just bought a six pack of each way back. Oh, there you go. Uh, one of the skeletons I definitely then sold afterwards because it was from other folks who were sharing in the shipping. I don't think I'm going to keep all six Templars, but I got the the lady who leads the Templars or whatever, Delphinia. Uh, that's a good figure with a really good armor wash. Is uh, she the one with the wings? No, she's the, the lady Templar with like the red cross oh. tabard. Uh, and the crossbow? She come with a crossbow? Yeah! And uh, falls over, can't stand up because her Friggin' hips are super loose. So my, all of my Mythic Legions fall over eventually until I got these stands by uh, Can of Beams. I uh, made these things called Hex Stands, and they work for Mythic Legions like a dream. Uh, I'm mm. really happy with them with Mythic Legions. Can of Beams? Uh, can of Beams, like laser beams. Oh, beams. Uh, does a lot of really that cool parts, but... Uh, has gotten into making stands lately and then has these hex stands, which are designed basically for six-inch, seven-inch figures who all have that slightly similar heel hole. Uh, so with Mythic Legions, you have to kind of find out the balancing point that will prevent them from slowly seeping over as they tend to do. Uh, but that was the only things I, I, I also had gotten. Oh, I got the glow-in-the-dark guy. Uh, I'm gonna. His name is like some kind of vulgar noise, like Hogblad or something. I can't remember what it was. But you know what I mean? The glow-in-the-dark undead guy. Yeah. Um. That that guy actually feels like his plastic quality tensions and 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 uh, tolerances feel really good. Uh, I was I was surprised. I thought the glow-in-the-dark plastic would come off a little like gummier or more brittle or somewhere else to some extreme. Um. I like the looks of these uh, hex stands. Yeah. Because I got a bunch of the NECA stands, which also work, but they're mm-hmm. a big giant disc and they take up a lot of space. Can of Beams makes all. Every stand Can of Beams has worked on has been based on the idea that official stands always have way too big a base. Yes. So Can of Beams, like, for instance, the first stands that I got from Can of Beams were these um, just little bases you could use with Tamashi stage arms. But Tamashi stages arms would always plug into these big rectangular stages. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it was a thing that could take the arms, but the stand was just a small little starburst shape. Uh, that, that Because it was a starburst shape, it could still hold balance. You could ha- I've, I've had figures like in the air on those stands, but the uh-huh. footprint of the stand is literally a footprint. Uh, so yeah, these hex stands I got because I was like, I like Mythic Legions a lot. It is the perfect better than NECA toy is the way I would put it. 
It's it's like everything I expect NECA toys to be, and they never are, is what Mythic Legions feels like. But my biggest bummer with them is Mythic Legions always inevitably fall over, at least over here. Uh, yeah. Very slowly, I, they just start to sink and tip and bend and then suddenly thud. So yeah, I, I just picked up a couple of mine from the detolf that it tipped over and got home today to find another one tipped over. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, like, I'm, I'm basically I'm throwing out all the packaging. Uh, and so I was like, if I throw out the packaging, I want to be able to display these things on a shelf. So I, when I saw the hex stands, I was like, this is this will work because this way they can they'll they'll be propped up. The stand will have will keep them. One, one thing that makes them fall over is that their legs just start to split apart and splay open and twist slightly. So this will keep their legs solid and they'll be on stands that can all go up next to each other. So I can have them, you know, all like a horde of undead skeleton creatures. Uh, that was the other thing I got. I got a couple of those, um, you know, the skeleton builder for wave two, where you get like the male torso and the female torso. Yes. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a couple of those. Uh, that is an incredibly good figure. Uh, I think it's really impressive. Um, I still like the the original skeleton generic a little bit more, only because he's on this that that's on a tried, tested, and true knight body that just is like solid as a rock. But the the new one with the uh, the various different build options is is incredibly characterful. So I still like Mythic Legions. I'm kind of eyeballing three of the figures they have for pre order right now. Uh, not all of them, but I'm like there's a goblin in there and. Yeah, the goblin's the only one I'm really tempted to get. I kind of I kind of want the trap jaw one because I like how hard he's trying to be trap jaw. It's endearing. Well, I so I got the Keyman and Skeletor inspired ones. Mm-hmm. The Man at Arms inspired orc is too much of a hassle uh to get. Um very expensive from the last time I looked. So I was just like, I'm not going to, I'm done with the He-Man ones. Yeah. I'm not trying to complete the He-Man ones. I just, I happen to, I, I like trap jaw and I think that the color scheme is cute. The purple one. I don't think I actually want. It's just, I got it in my head. It would be really funny to try to make the Skeletor one ride the purple one, like a Panther. Uh huh. Just to have the, to have him sitting on the back of the purple one and the purple one trying to carry him around like a backpack. I think it'd be really funny to, to, Take that photo. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the Can of Beams website. All of the hex bases are sold out. He he, he did a huge first run, and I believe is kind of like recharging before doing another run. Uh, Can of Beams, as far as I can tell, uh, the main promo social media for them is on Instagram. So I, I never have the ability to retweet when they're doing stuff. I'll try to keep an eye open and, and share it when the pre-order goes up. Because those hex stands sold like gangbusters. Uh, I think it took a couple months to actually produce all of them to catch up with the amount of orders that came in, if I recall correctly. Because uh, I, I just was like, if I'm ordering these, because it's shipping from the States, I was like, I'm going to go big. So I ordered like, I forgot how many I ordered, but it was like they were in blocks of certain numbers, and I ordered enough to hopefully cover all my Mythic Legions. Did you get the 50 pack? I think I got the 50 pack. The 100 pack? I don't think I got the 100 pack. 25 pack? I think I got the 50 pack. Clear or opaque? Clear. Black. Now I clear. 
I want my stands to be invisible. Uh, other than that, I also went to a Magic the Gathering pre-release because a new set came out that was exciting me way more than the last three sets, so it revitalized my interest in Magic the Gathering. I am once again a planeswalker of Dominaria. Well, good for you. I'm going to tap mana and I'm going to use a removal spell on your snarkiness. Uh, here I'm tapping the mana and this is my removal spell, Vraska's Contempt. It exiles target creature or planeswalker and I gain two life. War of the Sparks, a pretty cool set. Also, so the the last episode, uh, you referred to Night Vault as having its uh, deck building aspects, yes. which I never really thought about. And then uh, I, I felt grumpy afterwards that I was being backdoor tricked into playing a deck building game. Welcome. From all, from all accounts, it's a very good deck. I haven't done any deck building in that game yet, but but when they... Still haven't played a single game of it. Just play. You can just play with the precon decks, and it's fine. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, but yeah, you're also basically playing Magic the Gathering. So welcome uh, to the fold, fellow tabletop gamer. Uh, without going too deep on that tangent, I just want to say that War of the Spark also got me to play Magic the Gathering Arena a whole bunch more. It's the hottest new esport, and they have a great so. A couple episodes ago, I can't remember when, I said Imagine Dragons are better than Linkin Park <laughs> when it comes to Transformers music. Uh, don't take that as me trying to say I hate Linkin Park, because listen, War of the Spark, Magic the Gathering, they had a, a CG animated uh, trailer for the new set, uh, and it was, a t- you remember that Gears of War trailer with Mad World? Uh-huh. It was kind of like one of those, but with Linkin Park, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh and it it still gets me hype watching that trailer. They put together a really good a really good anime music video trailer using a Linkin Park song, but it's like it's like a quiet piano version uh with a, a ghostly female voice singing it until it gets really intense, then it's a full orchestra but doing a Linkin Park song and it's uh, it, it works pretty well. Uh I can't remember which song it was. I have to look up which song it was. But Seth, uh, other than that, I think that is the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Sure. It is in the end. That's what it is. You know that Linkin Park song, In the End? Is that the one where he's clawing in his skin? No, it's the one where he's like, in the end. I'm going to send you a link to the video. Here you go. No, it's all right. No, I already sent it to you. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank thanks for joining me uh and uh, thank you all for listening uh we'll be back with some more transformers this one was a uh, a little bit of a last minute thing uh i got very busy last week but i still wanted to record with seth damn it and i think we recorded a pretty darn good punchy little podcast so yeah. uh stay tuned for some more of them i got plenty of listener questions to figure out someday we're going to talk about bumblebee i just i don't know how to organize that right now because i'm trying to i'm trying to deal with a bunch of things over uh in my 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 casa in my casa i was trying there was some word for my my side of things i forgot what it was and i I almost said casienda but that's not a real word uh but whatever the case we will talk to you again soon so stay tuned and most importantly please stay safe yeah lincoln park more like stinking park got him whoa
I'm pushing stuff. 